So we'll have it in two sections. I want to give you teachings on a elementary clairvoyance. So I want to give you a bit of teaching on the aura and seeing the energy field around around you. And then we'll stop it and then we'll give I'll give the next section which will be the teaching on meditation. So we'll have two two sessions. And this first session is on developing elementary clairvoyance. And the two sections are linked in that the what you have to do for both really necessitates developing a very calm mind. You have to relax your mind. You have to get rid of all of the things that are in your mind. So if your mind is busy thinking about everything, you're not going to see anything. You have to let your mind just be natural. But the mind is like an animal. It's always chup, chup. Yeah, that's, jumping like a monkey. That's what we have to overcome. If I say quiet, it's still jumping. Jumping like a monkey, that's right. And this is what you have to stop. You actually, with, um, with meditation and also with this, often there's all sorts of preliminary teachings. So sometimes they do Hatha Yoga. You know what Hatha Yoga is? It's when they, when they do all the crazy postures. Yeah, the, you know, you can, you know, you've seen pictures of that. And we don't teach Hatha Yoga. I can sit in what's called the Siddhi Asana or Padma Asana where your legs are crossed. And I prefer to sit like that. It's more comfortable than anywhere else. But for you, it would be very painful because you're not used to it. Right, you have to start when you're quite young and, and yeah. get your bones um, and yeah, all the joints now by our age the joints have gone quite hard so in our meditation we don't bother with hatha yoga though you do need to make it so that your body is relaxed and your mind is relaxed you can't meditate if you have pains if you've got a back pain or head pains or your joints are out, you know, the body pains, it's not going to help. If you're thinking about your stomach because it's growling, it's not going to help, right? All these things you have to have, yes, you have to work upon. So normally with, as I said, this is uh, the beginning teachings of meditation, but I'm also going to give you a bit of teachings on on external vision so and so normally what people do that go into meditation or do some of these exercises to relax the body now you can do anything to relax the body and normally you have to be careful with your diet what you eat it's no good meditating if your stomach is full because all your blood is around your stomach and, and digesting you want your, your blood to be in your mind. So you've got to relax the body. So some people will do this hatha yoga, other people will do exercises, stretching exercises, and this is all just to keep her body healthy and relaxed. And so for all of you, you can also do some exercises. Some people jog around the block, <laughs> and I'm sure you don't feel like other people may want to dance or whatever it is. Tai Chi is a very good form of 
you know, exercises people do in martial arts, you will all understand that it's the first step is to make sure your body's not going to be complaining. Because if your body is complaining, you're not going to meditate. You're busy looking at all your aches and pains. And so your mind goes in there. And it's not going to be relaxed. So I don't really, you know, don't give you techniques of what you need to do to relax your body that you can work out yourself. So one te good technique that I found is you have a bath. You can meditate in a bath. It's a good place to relax because that's when you normally meditate. Some people may do it in the shower. Well, this is okay. <laughs> a hot bath. Hot bath, yes. No, not a cold bath, not in the middle of winter. But what I'm sort of saying is that this water will soothe you and relax you and makes your mind calm. So this is one way. Now, the, the meditation that I'll be giving you is not one that's going to be, you know, you don't have to sit for a long time because it's not appropriate, not for us Westerners. Most of us are very busy. And so there's a form of sitting for meditation and then later on you'll learn that we do group meditation. There's the group meditation and then there's also what I call walking meditation. Now, walking meditation is similar to, it can also be called contemplation. This is when you are thinking about things. And instead of being, you know, in your room, you may go for a walk. And while you're walking, you're thinking something out. What's the problem for you? Um, it could be about your children, whatever it is, but you're thinking this out. And you're just getting away from where you normally live and you're just in a quiet place. You can walk through a forest in a park or you can sit down in the park and look at swans or, or ducks. Or, and so this is another form of quiet meditation. So you understand you have to bring your mind quiet and peaceful. And you have to get out of your mind all the things that are normally in it. For instance, people that want to make a lot of money uh, they often meditate. How do I make money? <laughs> uh, what is the, the right steps? Do I go to business or the, you know, whatever it is? Yeah. So, so this, this is this walking meditation or contemplation. And this is also a valid way, you, know, you understand the word valid, a good way of getting impressions coming to you. So this form of walking meditation is quite important. So first of all, you've got to make it so your body is healthy. And as you get older, of course, it's not so easy to keep your body healthy, but most of you have had practice with this, with, with the various teachings and with diet and all of that. You know, you're, you're working upon this. So, and then a bit of exercise helps. And then you've got to work out ways to keep your mind calm. There's nothing to worry about out there, really. I mean, sure, there's, you know, you've got children problems and whatever. But on the whole, you can meditate upon these with calmly. You don't need to have the emotions to think about these, because the emotions will prevent clear impressions will prevent you from thinking you make wrong decisions. 
Most of the world of meditation is working upon your emotions. The emotions destroy your meditation. They destroy rational decision. You can't make proper decisions emotionally. You can't think properly emotionally. That's what the way your teenagers are, right? Your children are running around emotionally. That's not the way to think properly. So you have to calm your emotions all the time and let your mind take control of the emotions. And then later on, let the soul take control of the mind. There is a Sanskrit term, I'll write it down here for you, and it's called Daharani. Now, the, the word Daharani just means a tool for meditation. Now, there are certain words, mantras, you all heard the word mantra. Mantras are, are sounds that are used. Now, in Tibet, you may have seen the pictures of the old Tibetans sort of with their yeah. uh, prayer worlds and all that. All day, they just say, They're keeping their mind still and focused upon this. The rosary, the that's rosary. right, and they do the same. With the rosary in, in India and Tibet, is called mala. And so they have 108 beads but the beads are arranged every 10. Every 10, and then there's one bigger bead or a different colour bead and another 10 and so forth, so I can count the way that they, they're doing their mantra. And so we use, now, Adaharani is a technique such as mantra and such as visualisation, images that you keep in your mind to try to keep it fixed and calm. You do not want these emotions. You want to be always quiet. And you can see, when you are quiet, then you allow thoughts to come from the kingdom of souls or from a domain or the, the mental plane where thinkers are. You allow your own mind then to work things out. And there, later on you'll find that if you need to see divas or these uh, inner plane beings then they'll come only when you're quiet. Because what comes into your mind, you have to analyse. You have to work out whether that was, the, whether that was something that came from a, from a high source or whether it was your own mind talking to you. This domain of being internally quiet is what meditation is all about. It leads to great things. And because you're older... You should have more of this internal calm. You're no longer um, looking for lots of those things that the young teenagers are busy wanting. You know, excitement all the time, movies, whatever, relationships. All this is not so important now. Much more important is this meditation world, the things that come from the inner realms. The Harani mantra, and we, I, I mentioned a little bit about yoga. Now, I talked about Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga is the yoga of the control of the physical body through those exercises. There's many forms of yoga in the Hindu tradition, in the Buddhist tradition. The next form of yoga, which is what I just touched on briefly, is Bhakti Yoga. And it's the yoga of devotion. And in Bhakti Yoga, they devote themselves to concepts of God, to divinity. And the bhakti yogis, for instance, would be a woman who's praying 
in front in the church for Mary, you know, sort of Hail Mary, you know, blessed art thou amongst sinners, you know, sort of. So this is the yoga of devotion. And uh, this is the form of yoga of, of mystic devotion. So they, they're trying to unite with God. And so, you know, the, such books as the Bhagavad Gita and the, the Christian Bible, most religious books are really forms of bhakti yoga. We use our bhakti yoga, our form of bhakti yoga is devoting ourselves to nature, to the divas, to the birds, to all the beautiful things around and to what is beautiful. Normally as you become more religious, you'd say prayers for when you eat, you make a prayer, uh, you thank the Lord for what's coming to you, everything is joyous. So bhakti yoga is to actually produce inside you a joy for life. This is what you must develop in meditation and what it produces. Nothing is really that important. You're not worried about death. You may be worried a little bit about sickness. And of course you're worried about your children or whatever, but really they're old enough to look after themselves. You'll, you'll help them, but they have to walk the road ahead of them. Whatever it is, that's their destiny. You have to concentrate on your inner life of not really worrying about things. The worrying, the fear, anxiety, these are deadly to your meditation world. You're trying to overcome these things. Because you know that you're going to live again. You know that there's a life after death. I'm not looking forward to being a baby again but it's going to happen it's just the cycle you understand I mean this growing up from from a child to being adult now this is not fun and it's got its pleasure and pain but you understand what you're looking forward to but on the inner realms when you die it's a rest before you're born again so what is there really to worry about the best thing is you all of you as you are uh, disciples, you're learning to help other people. You're learning to help your children, but that's only everyone does that. You're really up there to, to learn to help nature, help the society that you're part of, and help the kingdom of God to manifest on this earth. So the worrying, overcoming the worrying, and replacing it with an inner joy, a fearlessness, and devoting yourself to whatever is provided for you by the kingdom of God, by nature, that is bhakti. And um, you can have images of any god, any deity, Jesus, Mary, Krishna, Vishnu, sort of uh, Tara, it's relatively immaterial. But it's good for those of you, and most of you probably have it, a sacred place, sacred spot in your house where you have some religious icons, incense, you know, beautiful things. Your temple. That's, that's where you meditate. And the temple is external to you, and so it has to be a, a sacred place. And so you sit there and you, you make a, that area where you go to meditate, where you go to sit to meditate. You don't have to sit cross-legged. You can sit on a chair. But you have to build a, what I, we call a magnetic aura. You know about the magnetism, this energy. You have to build where you sit 
for meditation a energy field that is your magnetism there. And so that every time you sit for meditation or you go to that spot, the energy comes and helps you to meditate. Your meditation energy, your joy energy. You're going there whenever you want to receive inspiration. So you have the candle burning or incense or you know you may have some nice sacred music but it's it's to be built a magnetic potent spot and later on you'll actually attract a diva who will actually keep it sacred so uh, you have to understand that what you're trying to do is make everything around you sacred sanctify yourself with all your good energies, your positive energies. The sort of place you don't really want children to be running around and making a mess of of that energy field. The uh, next thing, of course, is that you are trying to awaken your heart to become more loving. Everything comes from the heart. So this outer place of meditation, your temple, is also the temple of your heart. Everything you do is to generate love. And the energy of love is joy. Yes, pure and simple joy. So whenever you love, you know when you've experienced love, there's joy. Now, most people think of love in terms of male-female interrelationship, but you can love nature, you can love this for the sake of being in love with everything. And this is what you're trying to generate in meditation. As you generate this love, and you give it to the universe, you give it to everything around you, the first thing you do is generate the energy of love in your sacred space. So the whole energy field, this magnetic energy, that, which is the energy of love, is permeates that space. And people may come from outside and they may be, probably be attracted to that because they feel something strong or unique or good or wonderful there right that's what you're doing it's also later on you'll find that it's this healing place the more joy you put in the more magnetism you produce there the more it will heal others and yourselves sometimes when you're feeling a bit down so these are some of the the benefits of meditation this is all part of this Bhakti yoga, the the yoga of joy or yoga of devotion. And it's to awaken the heart. But bhakti, most bhakti, really is to awaken the solar plexus. Yes, the the emotional center. At first what you're trying to do is bring the energy of the heart into the solar plexus. But later you'll draw the solar plexus energy into the heart once the solar plexus has been converted and it's only joy, and this is all the technique, this is all the, the background to meditation. All of this is all part. The next yoga is called Raja Yoga, mm. Kingly Yoga, um, as Janana Yoga, Kundalini Yoga. You know. But first of all, you, you have to do this, because what you're generating here, and if you've read the Bailey, is the energy of goodwill. This is the joy, right? And so this relates to bhakti yoga. So you're generating the energy of goodwill and you're learning to become what DK calls the new group of world servers. Mm. Right? 
So this is the way it is generated, this energy. The next form of yoga is called raja, um, which is called kingly. Raja means king. And so it's the, the kingly yoga, and this is the training of the mind proper. With raja yoga, you have to learn to relax your mind. The mind must be still, must be quiet, must be calm. Yeah, Maya Baba said, don't worry, be happy. And that's part of it. Yeah. Get rid of those worries, be happy instead, be calm, relax your but mind. But it's the same as the other one. No, no, I started off with this Raja Yoga, but um, I'm saying this is where you're going to now. So the kingly yoga is this um, working upon the mind. Because the term Raja is, means king. And the king is the mind itself. It's that which rules everything, or should rule everything. Oh, yes, 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 that. yes, we're going back. Uh, we're going into the higher form now, where you actually have to develop your mind properly. So that it's, and you develop your mind through the reading of the spiritual books, always contemplating upon divinity, the masters of wisdom, for instance, the divas, these these types of things and also to solve the problems of your life you can do your meditation in order to solve problems but this is the training of the mind so when you actually go to sit for meditation you you must be able to eliminate that chatting mind of yours the, 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 all those thoughts that are coming in and coming out they will they stop, stop. Often you have to wait for a while and, uh, before you do the meditation proper to let those thoughts to go through your mind so that you can be calm. Essentially, when you do meditation, you do not want any of your own thoughts. Nothing even thinking. You, you want your mind like a, like a calm ocean, like a river. And often it's like a mirror. It's to, just to be like a calm ocean, placid ocean. Because it has to reflect your soul, the images from above, into your mind. So this is the practice. And so often they, um, you know, we use the term Daharani and mantra before. And the Daharanis and the mantras are techniques used to help calm the mind. And like the word Om. But with Bhakti Yoga, it's actually a form of the solar plexus, of the emotions because it's a form of devotion. With the Raja Yoga, that goes as well, and you just have like a, just a calm ocean, like a calm, placid um, ocean. We, 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 you can think of like a mirror, it's just to become like a mirror with nothing there. And so often people will visualise that lake just being quiet, calm, no waves. And that's one of the techniques for developing this meditation mind is to visualize that calm, quiet lake. And sometimes it's good to go to one of these lakes and just watch. So you can watch the, the ducks, you can just watch it just calmly and then, and then you can close your eyes and just keep with that calmness. You can do the meditation there as well. So it's this quiet, serene calmness, which is what you have to produce inside. Now, once you can produce this state, then 
I can give you uh, the meditation technique. We probably um, have a few breaks, little breaks. So this is the, the beginning of this part. I may turn it off and then I'll start it again and I'll go into the seeing the aura and um, the etheric body, the energy body around. And then we'll go and talk more about meditation with the technique. That's, that's probably the best because you want something practical and so we'll give you this 